You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave a five star review. I'm Steve Peters, along with Craig Morgan on a very special Thursday edition of the PHNX Coyotes podcast. We are joined by the ASU Sun Devil hockey captain, Josh Doan's dad, <laughs> Shane. <laughs> I don't know, Shane, if you listened to your son was on yesterday and we have decided you for the remainder of this hockey season are going to be Josh Doan's dad because for the first 20 years of his life, he has been Shane Doan's son. So now you are Josh Doan's dad. So welcome. That, that works. Ah, thanks, Petey. Thanks so much. I've been looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. See, and that's that's sort of a sign of, of where you are in life, Donor. And I was yes. thinking about this uh, yesterday because Petey and I did that show from Four Peaks had a beer and afterward I went home and I had to take a nap because I'm <laughs> so what have been the biggest surprises of middle age for you Shane Doan who are approaching your 46th birthday I believe uh, yeah yeah there's a, there's a lot I am definitely slower but I do know and and you know what I went for like a month and a half two months almost without really doing any like physical exercise not like not that I would go to the gym or stuff. I had a whole bunch of stuff going on. We we're kind of running around. And I went to go into the gym and I cannot do anything. It's, wow. It was surprise. I was shocked. Like it didn't just, I didn't just lose a little bit. I lost everything. I feel like I'm starting all over again. So we're trying to get back at it. But you look like you're on the ice every day. Like you're still looking fit and they could probably use you out there. So, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Well, you. Hey, Petey, you didn't even want me on the ice when I was 39. So how are you going to want me on the yeah, ice? Yeah, you know, it's time. Shane, ooh, look at the time. <laughs> look at the time. <laughs> wow. No, we're bringing up, speaking about on the ice, and, and we talked about this for a lot of our shows. There's a lot of guys in town skating over at the ice, and, and we're talking like the biggest names in the National Hockey League are here with Marner and Matthews and Phil Kessel and those kind of guys. Rumor has it you're out there helping to run these guys <laughs> through drills and coaching a little bit. Is it giving you the coaching bug at all? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I enjoy it. I enjoy being around the guys, and that's a way to be around them, and that's a way to kind of help out a little bit. Um, I enjoyed it. I got to do it over in Russia this last December. So I ran the D in the power play for uh, for the Canadian team, and uh, I actually really enjoyed it. And I've tried to pick Bear and Stillers and Mario's kind of – brain on all that a little bit this summer and had fun with that and 
um, it was something that I, I enjoyed. I do. It's, uh, I think I enjoy the younger guys probably a little bit more. Um, the old guys kind of, you just kind of have to be alongside them and encourage them, but, uh, giving some advice sometimes helps and it's good to do that with the young guys. Shane, let's talk about the news that we mentioned. Uh, we, we were talking to Josh about yesterday. He was named ASU's captain as a sophomore, uh, and we're sure you're proud of him, but what kind of challenge that does that present for a guy who's a sophomore? Now he mentioned I'm 20, so I could be a junior, but he's only in his second year of college. So what challenge does that present? And has he tapped you for any advice? Uh, we've talked, we've talked about it. Obviously he was a, incredibly honored and uh, um, by the fact that they asked him to do that. Um, he, he takes so much pride in ASU. And so he's so um he loves his teammates, loves his coaching staff, loves them, the whole ASU experience. He just raves about it. And I think that's a huge part of it. That's, you have to really enjoy it and you have to really want to be there. And he does. He loves being there. And uh, I think that comes across to the people around him because he, he tends to it tends to just bubble out of him. And uh, so he when when he found out, he was really excited. And he's very humbled by the fact that he knows that there's some veteran guys on the team and guys that he really looks up to and he's going to really count on them and and that was kind of what we talked about how important it is and that he he gives those guys the opportunity to kind of lead too because his job is just to to find the the best leadership and quality of of guys in in the room and to kind of draw that out there's some guys in that room that can really really help him and he'll count on them a lot you talked about veteran guys on that team they pulled some guys through the transfer portal this year some big names we've talked about them um do you keep one eye on this program and one eye on the Coyotes this year? It's going to be hard. I tell you what, this ASU team, we've been pumping their tires a little bit. It's exciting. Like, are you ready for the college season to start? I am. I am. And I'm really excited about them playing in the new building. Um, watching games in, in Oceanside is very unique. And I liked it. And it was an experience to do that. Um, but the new building is something special for these guys. And I know how excited these college guys are to play in that building and in that environment because they've went through a few years, you know, you look at some of the guys, Como, one of the guys that's been there a few years for him to have the opportunity to finish his career off there. uh, Where I'm excited about that stuff. Before we move on, we've already talked about Josh. We got to ask you about the doings of the rest of your talented family in including previous (laughs) PHNX Coyotes, guests Gracie and Theo. So we need a rundown on what everybody else in the family is doing right now, because we know there's some exciting news. Yeah. Well, Carson is playing um, JV football. He got three downs in last year. So he's hoping for a few more downs this year. Um, He's really excited about that at Notre Dame. And then Karis got into Barrett's honor school, honor college at uh, ASU. So my youngest daughter is now, yeah, she's a freshman. You're old. At ASU. <laughs> you are old. Well, I think their parents are old. I don't know if I'm old, but their parents are old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and then Gracie's, uh, Gracie got to be in a Lifetime movie, and she, she actually has a fairly significant role in one that's coming out here. It's calling uh, Stealing Suburbia or Stealing in Suburbia or Stealing, yeah, I think Stealing Suburbia is coming out on Lifetime. It's premiering hopefully here in the next little bit. Okay, I'm writing I mean, that down because yeah. my wife and I sit in life, Lifetime movies on the weekends, so yes. I, I'm written it down, and I know we'll be... Wait, we got to ask about Carson. You said he only got three downs, but there's a reason for that. It wasn't because he, yeah. was, he was riding yeah. pine. No, he got... He'd never, he's never played football before, and last year he decided he wanted to. And he, the little fella, I mean, 
he he has a big motor and he just kept going and he worked his way into getting some playing time. And then the first three downs of the season, he got to start and then played the first three downs. He blew his elbow out and destroyed his elbow, broke it in three places, ripped hey, all the ligaments hey. all, Oof. tore all the muscle off the bone, had to redo all that. All the he had a robotic arm for from September eighth till January. He was in a robotic arm. Doctor Wozlewski, oh, who is the best man, maybe one oh, of my top man. five greatest men in the world, uh, did an unbelievable job taking care of him. He's incredible. And, but he's back healthy, and he wanted to do it again, which I still <laughs> I, I couldn't believe. I'm like, Bud, are you sure? He said, Yeah, I want to do it again. So he's doing it again this year. He's really excited about that. And that Karis is awesome is, to hear. That yeah. is awesome. Wait, did we get a report on Theo, by the way? Since he's been on the show, I think our our, <laughs> our listeners and viewers want to know what's up with Theo. He's barking in the background. I thought you guys might have been able to. No, hear we can't. Work. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, because I'm I'm actually in Carson's room because we're renovating our house right now. And this is where I uh, do Zoom because I don't have an office or anything. So I'm in Carson's room sitting at his desk with his lovely books behind. Which side? Okay. That side. There we go. He was barking. Yeah, I don't you that. snubbing him. You snubbed Theo. Yeah. He was barking to make sure he got a mention. <laughs> go ahead, Petey. No, I just, I, I'm surprised because we're talking about football. And you know what that means, Craig? This oh is your time to write something down, Craig. I smell Ooh. a segue. The, the wait is finally over. Football season is here, and honestly, it's here tonight, ASU and NAU, and you can find that on your DraftKings Sportsbook app if you need to get in on the action. Right now, ASU is a 25.5-point favorite over NAU, um, and NFL Week 1 is only a week away. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code PHNX to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code PHNX only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Please see the show notes for details. And back to Shane Doan. See, that's how it works, hey. Shane. You are re- you guys are good, and I was reading that you guys just hit a million viewers. <laughs> well, 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 yeah, as a company, like there's like throwing oh, the Suns. I, I, like, I think I Suns might have nine hundred ninety nine thousand, and we have a hundred. Hey, hey, well, hey, I, hey! I, hey. This is PHNX, so. buddy. Yeah, I just saw I just saw PHNX has a million views and a million yeah. subscribers or a million views. I want a million downloads and views. Yep. I wish we had a million subscribers, buddy. That would be something. Yeah. So basically I just hit play and let my computer run all night, but don't tell. well Shane we've we've talked about all your kids and I tell you what a testament to you and and your lovely wife because it's like you're only as happy as your saddest child we've talked about that many times in the parking lot at the Westin Carolina at (laughs) 2 in the morning but uh, you've done an outstanding job and, and kudos to you and we'll be keeping an eye on all of the Dome kids can't wait yeah, it's it's incredible. It's why my wife did a great job because I wasn't there very much, so she did a good job. So, are you ready now for the Coyote season? We've talked about ASU season. We're all excited for that. Are you ready for the Coyote season? A lot more guys are coming into town. Are you personally starting getting to get more prepared for the NHL season to get started? Yeah, I think every. I mean, this time of the year, it's always like that for everybody, and you look forward to the opportunities to. At this moment, everything looks like you've exactly the way you had a plan. So you feel good about yourself at this moment. So it usually changes <laughs> once the season starts. and uh, But it's always exciting. September is always a fun month. Shane, you know almost everybody involved in the sport of hockey. I, I learned this when 
we flew out to Boston for a road trip and I introduced you to my best man's kid and you knew like everything about Boston youth hockey somehow and ended up talking to him for 20 minutes, which just stunned me. Um, but there's a new crop of veterans coming in for the Coyotes. We know we've talked a lot about the leadership that that group provided last year. Those guys are pretty much gone. But what do some of these veterans like Nick Butestad, Zach Cassian, Josh Brown, Troy Stetcher and Patrick Nemeth, what can they add to the mix? What can you tell us about them if you know them? Um, well, I, I just from, I don't know them near as well as I know Troy Stetcher. Uh, he was at the world championships with me and I absolutely love that guy. And you talk to everyone in Vancouver and you talk to everybody that wherever he's been, he's a guy that the whole organization, not just the coaches, but the trainers, the players, the support staff, they all rave about him. Uh, I talked to a few guys about Nick Butestad too, as he coming over from Minnesota and you hear what Alex Goligoski has to say about him and the way that he raves about him. Same with the guys in Florida talk about him. So that's something that uh, that we're excited to have him. And, and you, you go on down the line with Cassian coming in from Edmonton and his experience in the playoffs the last couple of years, and what he's been able to do with his career and, and the type of grit that he brings to our team is going to be huge. Um, and Nemeth is somebody that I don't know that much about. I know enough about him from just talking to people. And uh, he was a, he's a big man that obviously in the back end, as you look at the, the NHL, tends to be kind of trending in that direction. Pretty excited uh, about that and, and seeing what uh, and what he can do. And, and uh, we're kind of we're, we're excited about the guys coming in. Obviously, uh, the group that we lost and that are gone now are we're incredible. And we're so grateful and thankful that we had them. The biggest thing that's going to change though for everything is you hope that Clayton Keller and Lawson Krauss and Christian Fisher, that group is a year older and learned a lot from that group that left and they can help this new group coming in as well. And it's some of the heavy lifting might have been passed on to that group as well. Well, you just recently, we saw the Kyries recently signed Lawson Krauss and Fish. You just mentioned them and, and Keller's rehab seems to be on track and everything seems to be going well. It's that middle core for the Coyotes. These guys that have, you know, been and, and bled Coyotes for years. And Lawson Krause said himself, like, he is a Coyote. He is Arizona. How important is for these guys to be a part of this team as it moves forward? It's huge because it's so important to have. There's an element, I think, that you need to have your group buy into that it matters and it's important and they're responsible for the group. And I think that particularly your first team and talking with guys and, and your connection to that team is, is unique. And when you feel like you're a big part of that you, and you take responsibility, you get full buy-in from that group. And that's going to be huge for us to, to make sure that we manage that and get that, that buy-in from that group, because those guys are going to be the guys that really kind of drive everything for us. We uh, mentioned the uh, World Cup of Hockey a little bit earlier, Shane, and and I'm I'm fascinated by this event. PD obviously got to participate in it, and I, I like the format. I I like what they're doing this year, actually, with the pool play in Europe and North America, and then they'll combine in North America. But I wanted to ask you sort of about the future of this this tournament and maybe the magnitude of it. Could this type of tournament ever rank up there with the Olympics or even the World Championship in Europe? the world championships is huge. Like you yeah. can't even begin. I think someone said there was 120 million people watch the world championships wow. in Europe. Um, and it's hard to even explain that to people in North America, just cause I mean, there's just so many more people in that kind of the Northern hemisphere over there. So, um, so that's the world championships are big. 
the Olympics, it's bigger than sport. It is like it's bigger than any one individual sport. That being said, you want it to get to this kind of the level of what, you know, the soccer, World Cup of Soccer, or the World Cup of even rugby, the World Cup of Rugby is a huge cricket. They've made, they've turned those events into global events. And I think hockey has opportunity to because there's enough teams that are legitimately competitive to really make it something that's worth watching and, and, and seeing what happens. And um, I know that the, the players want to play best on best. They want to see who the best players are. And they, they've, they obviously made that very clear at the last CBA where they, they fought to get that in for to play in the Olympics. And that matters to them. And um, I think it's great for our sport because it, it expands the whole global kind of reach and players that you don't always get to see players playing with their countrymen. And so when you get to see that and watch that, it's impossible for not to kind of bring the whole group of that country's hockey community comes together much closer, I think. And that's important. Yeah. And I talk about the best on best. And that's one of the things that the world cup of hockey for me, at least before the season starts in August, you do get that best on best. And I know it's hard to do when you're a month in Toronto. Guys might have had a little more fun and maybe not quite as competitive as the Olympics, but it was still best on best. And you've been involved in a lot of world championships. I don't care if you're playing three-on-three three stick time and you put on a Canadian sweater, a U.S. sweater, Finland sweater <laughs> you play. Like it, it's, yeah. it's game on. And I, and I think these world competitions are fantastic, but we really do want to see best on best. And it's been a while now. It's, it's hard to get that best on best. So I think between the Olympics and the world, world cup of hockey hopefully we do get a best on best tournament soon i hope so and with the world championships and your involvement over the years do you find that that's the case even if it's not best on best once you put on team canada's sweater like it's just game on it changes everybody it does <laughs> it's it's and for me it's the the coolest part is the, the you put on the canadian jersey and it everyone's ego kind of goes out the door um you have guys that are uh, I got to play in the World Cup in 2004, and we had, I think we had every single major trophy winner in the NHL on that wow. team. It was, it was the only team to ever have that happen. We had from the Hart and then Vesna and the Norths and everything except for, I think, Rookie of the Year we had. Um, and yet we had the Con Smythe guy playing like third line minutes. And you had the, like, it was incredible. Like, Martin St. Louis was playing on the second line because you only had Jerome McGinley and Mario Lemieux and, and Joe Sackick as your first line. So I guess that was okay. Um, but it was incredible to see uh, the way that when you put that Jersey on, everyone's ego goes out the door and everyone's intensity goes way, way up. And that was, that was what made it so fun. And that's what and makes thing, it fun every time. But for me, when, and I worked, we talked about Craig and I said, I got the opportunity to work at the world cup of hockey in 2016. I worked for team North America and it didn't have that same vibe when you put on a, you know, the, the orange and black that didn't have that same, <laughs> that same feel. And, and what the hardest part for that team, and we're talking, it was Matthews, McDavid, McKinnon, Johnny Hockey, <laughs> Eichel. Like it was a really, really high end skilled team. The hardest part of that team was finding what you said. It was finding that fourth line winger or that guy that would be willing to kill penalties, a penalty kill group. That was the hardest. We had four lines of power play. It was trying to come up with four guys that were willing to, and not just going to, but willing to kill penalties. And I tell you, that was the big difference of putting on a Team Canada sweater where you were literally play whatever role it takes and putting on the orange and black of, of uh, Team North America. But I tell you this, Shane, whenever there is a tournament, whether it is Olympics or 
the World Cup of Hockey, you can go watch it at the Four Peaks Brew Pub on 8th Street in Tempe. Craig and I were there yesterday, and the PHNX staff is there on every last Wednesday of every month. We just picked the newest winner of the Toast of the Month, so you can sign up today to get ready for um, September's Toast of the Month sweepstakes for September to win a $50 Four Peaks gift card, a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHN phnx annual membership go to go phnx.com click on the link in the show notes and join us at four peaks the last wednesday of every month we got the pumpkin porter yesterday and i have to admit i kind of liked it greg i thought craig was a little bougie with his pumpkin porter but i i thought it was great you must be 21 <laughs> and older to enjoy four peaks please enjoy responsibly that was smooth, to shame, that i'm was trying hey gotta pay the bills said, greg yeah I definitely would not be able to do that, APD. Eh, that would be a <laughs> no, but, buddy. Leah really does this. With. It's hard, man. Like Leah does this, and it's seamless. I'm like, I'm juggling a little bead of sweat dripping down. But yeah. <laughs> daughter, we'll with, see. The, with the world with the World Cup of Hockey, it, with all these events, does it ever reach a point where it's just too much, where it's exhaustion? You know, especially for playoff teams, right? You've been on this long run, and then suddenly it's time to jump into something else. Do do, do players ever get tired? Does this does it reach a point where it's just too much if we keep adding all these tournaments? Well, for starters, I might be the wrong person to ask what you're talking about long <laughs> playoff runs because it only happened one time for me. So, I've got. I guess it should come from a, slightly from that caveat that I'm a little less experienced than those guys. That being said, I don't think so. I really don't. I think that. If you ask me, if you told me tomorrow and I'm out of shape and everything that I had to go play for Team Canada, I would still think, okay, I can do this. I know I can do this. And even though I can't, I would still want to and try to. And I think that's for the most part the players. Um, that's kind of the way it is for for everybody. You you want the reason you want to play in the NHL is because it's the highest competitive league there is in the world. It's the best there is in the world. Now you go and play in a World Cup it's another step even higher and to represent your country and to represent playing with guys that you normally don't get to play with. Like as you, PD, as you went through the group of guys that you said were on that list, how fun was it to watch, you know, McKinnon play with McDavid and Matthews play with McDavid. Hmm. Like that's incredible. So those things are, that's what's so unique. Like now you start looking at some of the teams that, you know, you look at team Canada where you could have, you know, McKinnon and McDavid playing together. You could have Matthews, playing with Patrick Kane and you could have Jack Eichel playing with, you know, just you start watching the guys that get to play yeah. with each other. And it, that's as a, as a hockey fan, I want to see that. Yeah. You talked about long playoff runs and we had a guest on the show earlier in the week, Lee Stepniak, the new director of player development for the Arizona Coyotes. Oh, yeah. And I tell you what, 13 points, 13 games. He was seven goals and 13. He was unbelievable. Craig had all the stats. I'm, I'm wrong. Cause it was 18 games, not 13. That was Robert Reichel, 13 games, but that's was, okay. 14 goals, 18 points in 18 games. That's what See? it was. Craig had it. Yeah. He was lights out in 2010. Talk about a playoff run. Nine straight. Once Lee Stepniak joined the team, nine straight wins go to the 2010 playoffs and play the vaunted Detroit Red Wings. Did we play them? Uh, we did. And, and, going. go back and watch the show because I pumped your tires pretty big. I said, and you know, we a good friend of the program, Stan Wilson, and I talked about this yesterday, and we both agreed best hockey Shane Doan ever played in his life was the leading up to that playoffs and the 2010 playoffs. Absolute animal. Every time you were on the ice, you were a threat to score or hurt somebody. 
and you played hard, drove to the net. Unfortunately, game three, you probably shouldn't have drove to the net because so I should have just hit Osgood. Hit him. I should have just hit him. You tried to if avoid I hit him. him. I did. I was trying to be a nice guy. See, they don't like me in Detroit, and they no, think that I tried didn't. to hurt people, and I didn't. I deliberately got out, out of the way. way of – I tried to avoid hitting them. And looking back, if you take the five-minute major, even if you get the five-minute major in a game for running through the goalie, fine. So back the next day. Fine. But what yeah. happens is you slide into the boards, yeah, and your 2010 playoffs are over. So we asked Lee Stepniak, if not for the injury, what happens to Shane Doan? And he said – not only do you win the series, you might beat the Blackhawks, who end up winning the Stanley Cup. So Lee Stepniak, revisionist history of the 2010 playoffs, has the Coyotes winning the 2010. Just saying. Yes, what are your I've thoughts? been waiting to. There yeah, I've go. been waiting to win a couple rounds already. Yeah, that's <laughs> there, there you go. So you, <laughs> give us your thoughts on that 2010 playoffs, if you can, because I know we talked a lot about 2010 trade deadline with Wojtek Wolski and Stepniak and, yeah. and leading into that playoffs. That was so much fun, um, just because it. We had a hundred and some points that year. Best of the with, best Phoenix uh, total, one hundred and seven points. Best yeah. franchise. I know, and I hey, I'd been hurt. I got hurt in February that year, and I kept playing. And I should have quit. And I probably would have been better if I'd quit for. I should have stepped like just not played for about three weeks, four weeks, and would have been better. Um, but that team was so fun to be on. Our blue line was so good with Adrian and. Mo and all that group and Yans and um, Oliver was just kind of started. He, I think played a couple games that couple year, games, but not yeah. for, yeah, he didn't play in the playoffs, but we had a good team. And um, I think Robert Lang and Matthew Schneider, and it was, it was, uh, but Shane, was you know what? Those... There was no superstars on that team. There was no guy no. That, that even you, 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 you had 18 goals that year and you led the team in points with 18 goals. Yeah. Like it was a, it was yeah. an even balanced team. It was a team effort. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't score. I think in the last twenty-three games of the year, I'd pop. I'd popped a rib out in the middle of like my sternum, and I couldn't Oof. bump anyone. And like I literally didn't want to go close to anybody for like a month and a half. It got better about a week before the season. I finally started to get back to where I, the season ended. I think, anyways. But that was one of those things that yeah, it was uh, that was a fun run. And to watch what Snipeniak did was was pretty cool because he carried us through a good run there and Briz was really good for us and then we got into the playoffs obviously against Detroit was I don't think I've ever been more angry than that game seven Petey and I watched the game together and I was angry it was tough, it was tough. that first cool. period it was it was over Briz did his best to keep the team in it but that first period it was over and and that yeah. it really Datsuk and Zetterberg just took over and it was just not even close which is which is too yeah. bad yeah um <laughs> the conversations uh, about keeping you out of that lineup are fascinating to me. I remember writing about that because you were you were basically lying to Dave Tippett about your availability for that game. <laughs> I but was not. I could have played. <laughs> he chose not to play me. But that's what playoffs I is about. Played. And you talked about that being the best time here, and I, I couldn't agree more. Playoffs, I, I'd work for free in the playoffs. It was absolutely yeah. a thrilling. 2012 so was the best time of my life and it was harder work than I've ever been through ever and it was absolutely amazing do you see with this team and we understand where the Arizona Coyotes are now we understand the rebuild we're embracing it we're all on board we see the young talent do you see through that tunnel and do you see the light going gosh playoffs are coming like it's just hang in there they're coming yeah I mean that's the goal that's what our that's what we're trying to head towards I think the the hardest part about kind of having to do what we're doing is accepting the fact that you have to do it and that you have to just stick with it and you can't short 
shortchange it. You can't, you can't try to change it now that you're in the middle of it. You have to just ride it out because you, you see some of the teams that try to shortchange it and to jumpstart it, to do things a little bit quicker. And they, they haven't really had any real runs. They haven't really been on, you know, Edmonton for the first time kind of had a run, but they had six or they had four first overall picks before they really had a serious run. Mm-hmm. Um, you start looking at some of those teams. You look at what Colorado did. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they had two big dips. Like they had when they got Landeskog and they got Duchesne and they got that group. And then they had another dip when they had to go and get, and they ended up getting, obviously getting McKinnon. So that was two dips. And, you start looking around the league at, at what you have to do to be really successful. You look at even like Pittsburgh and you look at Chicago. I mean, they pick first overall, second overall, third overall, two, three, four years in a row. Even so Tampa. For us, even Tampa. Tampa's an unbelievable. You look at Tampa. Tampa picked for, you look at that group where they got Stamkos and Hedman and, and Kucherov and that in the triplets where they got Kucherov. I think they got Kalorn and they got uh, point in the in the one draft. You have to pair your draft with some high end picks. Like you have to hit some. So I, by all means, I am so excited because I think that we've we got a great scouting staff and done some great things. Um, but we don't know if it's going to pan out yet, and we just got to stick with it. And you have to have that mentality of, as a player, I didn't necessarily enjoy it because I went through it but I understand why it has to happen. Well, if you need tickets to games, if you're Shane, and I'm sure you do, whether it's ASU football, Coyote hockey, you can go to our newest partner, Game Time. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and even shows. Save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. It's great for the procrastinators like Shane and myself who are out there. If you love PHNX, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description below. And that's game time. And so if I say, time. go ahead. If I say, if I say game time a whole bunch of times, does that help them? I, you know, I, I don't know. It's a new time. partner. I just read right. what's written. It's game time. Hey, I, I like know. it. Game time. Buy your Four. tickets through game time. I don't know. Four peaks, game time, PHNX. PH, yeah, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on that. The PHNX stumbles. It's hard sometimes when you're trying to. It is. It is. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. All right. Trying to get better at it. Sorry to interrupt you, Craig. No, that's fine. Uh, we, we were talking about, you know, what what's ahead for the Coyotes. And, and on that note, and, and the necessity of sticking with the plan, which is something that has not happened here in the past. The Coyotes made a, a very important move. I want to get your thoughts on Lee Stepniak directing the development department because, you know, a lot of people talk about the draft picks and there are more picks on the way, but the development stage is every bit as important as getting the right players. It is, and that's the thing that uh, as we're going forward here, you, you start looking at you start looking at what the what's key for the organization. And the draft picks is huge, and and getting the draft picks in the way that we've got them is, is great. That's exciting. And that's step one on a very, very long process. Now, step two is you're going to have to have the right development staff around them and you're going to have to have the people in the right places. And it's going to be important to have the right, uh, I guess, guidelines and, and the right, be intentional about how you do it because it's it's not something that just happens organically. It has to be conscientious about it. You look at a team like Tampa and what they've done and 
Um, obviously, they, they benefited so much from having a, a great development staff on top of the fact that they drafted so well what, what the, their GMs have done over the last few years. So I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think Lee's such a good man. So uh, that's, I, I was pretty excited about him having the opportunity to do that. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing what he can do. I said this a, a, a lot about when you work for a franchise or an organization or a business or an office, the most important thing is working with good people. I think that's where you start. That's where the bar should be set is you get good people first and least step next as good as there is. So I, I don't know if he's great at his job, but I know he's a great person. So I think it's a great hire. I think he's going to do a great job for the Coyotes. Yeah. And he, he, they just moved him over from, he was helping us in the analytics and kind of the college side and they just moved him over from there. But uh, he's a guy that, uh, and he has NHL experience, which is so important, I think. And you look at, you look at what he did at his what he did in his career and the way he kind of he handled his career and the way that he was around and he, he had a lot of success at times and and he's and he he'll be the first to point out that it wasn't easy and he had to battle for it and i think that's huge as you start having development for young kids that they're around people that have had nhl experience and nhl day-to-day lives because it makes a difference shane this one gonna put you a little bit on the spot for a thursday and on our show on the PHNX, I'm sure you listen to every Friday because well, why wouldn't you? Every Friday, yeah. we go every through Friday. a bit called the weekend binge because we want to give people an idea of some of the things we're watching and downloading and streaming, whether it's movies or TV shows, just to give people an idea of, hey, here's something you might want to try. So for everybody listening can you give us an idea from shane doan or the doan family either something you streamed recently a series a movie that you could either recommend or you're planning on binging this weekend what is shane doan's weekend binge oh i don't let's see um my son and i watch kim kim's convenience have you ever watched kim's convenience? love it a huge it's so fan. good it's so good good so family just, comedy we, toronto it love is it. it is yeah that was good um uh, then we would watch brooklyn 99 usually my son likes <laughs> wow. brooklyn cerebral brooklyn i like it yeah yeah and then uh the last one that i just did i i watched that terminal list which got a little oh, yeah. more intense than I anticipated it getting. And yeah. it was a little darker than I anticipated it getting. Um, oh. But that wasn't bad. And then a movie that I just watched that I am surprised that I, I really liked was uh, kind of came out of nowhere was 13 Lives. And that was oh. a pretty, uh, have you seen that one? Yeah. No, it's on the list. Powerful story. That's a powerful story. Oh my goodness. Story. I don't want to, I don't want to tell anyone. Cause I was like, Oh, I assume that I knew what, what the story was, but when I saw what it is, I'm like, no kidding they didn't let anyone know that like that was incredible so it was uh it was a pretty that was one that i just watched i I made all the kids watch um and uh they're they're in the process of finishing it up i think now so i'm 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 not too much of a binge watcher all those are old ones but uh i usually i got i watch a little bit of you know, sports. Sports is probably what I'm going yeah, to watch most. Put, put Joe Pickett on your list. Joe Pickett on Paramount. Joe, Joe Pickett. Pickett. So if you like wow. Yellowstone, Joe Pickett, he's a game warden in Montana. And it's, ah. it's, it's a, he's, it's, so it's really outdoorsy. It's your kind of thing with horses, but there's some mystery and some stuff going on too. Not too dark. It's a, it's a, it's a medium dark show. Joe Pickett. Yeah. I, I am very leery every time Petey says anything I know. for me to watch. Yeah. Cause that's, <sighs> The there's darkness dark. is there is a darkness. I I am much more of a like make me laugh, smile, 
joke, except for I like historical things if they're relatively realistic. Um, the have you guys watched the is it the last kingdom, the last kingdom, or the first either the first kingdom or the last kingdom? That's a good one. I it's like one that. Or the other. One. Yeah, yeah, it's one Wait. or the other. You know what? And and this, I know it's coming time to get to the end here. And Craig's getting <laughs> nervous. But when you need to watch movies or TVs, you know what you need to sit in? You need to sit in a recliner for more furniture that we have all in our studio. And I know you haven't been to our studio. You really honestly should come down to our new studio. It's in uh, the Arizona Center now, Shane. We actually moved more furniture, donated a bunch of furniture for our office furniture, for our theater room. We are so excited for everybody to check out um, our friends at More Furniture and get hooked up because they hooked up our entire office, the new studio, the new furniture, the whole nine yards. If you're interested in checking out More's Labor Day sale, please visit morefurniture.com. That's M-O-R, morefurniture.com. And Shane, we're coming to a close. And again, I'm going to throw you one more because we do a, a bit on our show. We had, it's Tales from the Road. And yes. we have stories of planes breaking down, trains breaking down, buses, all of these fun stories. I'm going to ask you one specific because this doesn't happen anymore. Can you give us, guys are too afraid to do pranks and pick on somebody, whether they fall asleep on the plane and something might happen, or if somebody uh -oh. goes on the ice and the other guy might not go on the ice. So without throwing anybody, I don't want anybody bodily harm, nothing too, no, no, no. it's a family show. Give us a, a prank that you were, and I want you, I want a personal prank that you were either involved in, it happened to you, or you pulled a prank on a player during your time of the Arizona Coyotes. And, and again, family program. And keep yeah. that in mind. Yeah. And I know I, I personally witnessed you being a part of some of these. So I know I, you. Yeah, were that's not true. No, I don't remember any of them. But there is, I know that there's other so people just who have done things. Okay, one. Um, well, my my ongoing joke, but this is not, I'm, I'm going to tell you two things. My ongoing joke is if I was on the plane with you, you didn't sleep. That was my thing. Like if you were sleeping on the plane, the especially if only if you're a young guy, if you're a rookie and you got on the plane and you thought you're going to fall asleep, there is no chance I would let you sleep. I was going to play cards the whole time and I'd make sure that every 15 to 20 minutes, I would let them know that they could fall back to sleep, but they still had another hour or two left if they were flying somewhere. <laughs> Super annoying, but I like doing that. The one of the one of the pranks that I came home from a road trip and Ladislav Nagy and I were parked beside each other and I pull walk up to my car and I'm looking at the windshield of my car I'm like what in the world is on my windshield so somebody Todd Simpson had <laughs> taken a whole jar of Vaseline no smeared it across my windshield no and then he'd went to a local barber because he wasn't on the road and oh. bought and took the whole bag of human hair and dumped it onto my windshield and then <laughs> patted it down into the Vaseline. And me and Ladislav Nagy, or he did it to both of us. And I'm like, what in the world? So you get in and you turn your windshield wiper oh, on and it's just this whoops. big, just smear it everywhere. And now it's on your windshield. It's all over and it's gobs of it. And you can't see anything. So I had to drive from the from where my car was with my head out the window to a gas station and this is like three three in the morning that they pull into the gas station oh, no. and now i'm scraping human hair off of my car and the guy comes out and he's like what are you doing and i'm like pulling this human hair and i'm like oh. throwing it in the garbage and it's globs of it and everywhere and he's like you can't do that i'm like 
I don't know. What am I supposed to yeah. do with it? I'm putting it in the garbage. And he's like, I don't want to deal with that. It was. <laughs> I tell you, first of all, three in the morning in a suit, in a, in a nice car, you're tired, long weekend. And now you got to deal with that. And Todd Simpson, and by the way, the prank show. It's the king of it. Oh. We literally could have a whole episode. Or we could have a series uh, on Todd Simpson. And ask Stan. Yeah. Yes. Stan and Ray was, Whitney. And Ray oh, Whitney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did it together, the two buggers. But you and the guy's like, wait, how did you get human hair on your car? Like, then he's like wondering if I hit somebody. I'm like, no, I didn't hit it. CSI it's, Phoenix. I'm, yeah, oh it's God. a friend of mine poured human hair. What? That doesn't make any sense. He was mad. I was I was laughing, trying to get out of there. But uh, yeah, that's that was one of the ones that uh, on the road. And then uh, Brad May short shirt, short sheeted our room. And you, like, childish. Every, you guys are children. I know. Took no, what he did. He took all the batteries out of the remotes. Then he put like shaving cream on the telephone, so you go to call down. Then he took all the toilet paper out of the room because you get in and you have to go to the bathroom, and it's like three in the morning. So now you're calling the front desk asking for toilet paper. Uh, it was yeah, but we Lanks and I got him back when he we came. He came through Phoenix. We got him so. So you can't, uh, you can't that. do this anymore. Guys would call their no. agents. Some, some players would call their mom and say, <laughs> to me. you can't do that. You can't have fun like that anymore. Like, and you've talked about falling asleep. Uh, I remember falling asleep in the plane when I first started going, cause that was Kachuk talk it rolling. Oh plane. yeah. And you're like, Oh, I was, and it, they didn't even know who I was, first of all. So I should have relaxed, but I was afraid that I was going to get just demolished if I fell asleep. Please don't fall asleep. Please. Don't. So, what you said about that is absolutely true. So, stay awake yeah. when you're on a plane with, with Shane Doan. It's clear. Yeah, you just, and, and then all you do is I, I loved it. And it was like the best part is, is the rookies would like then start telling on, hey, Shane, Shane. He's asleep. He's asleep. Donor. He's asleep. He's asleep. And they'd like bring oh, me back terrible. to the back, and then I'd come over. And if it was like Mikel Bodker, like Bods, hey, don't worry. You got like another two and a half hours. You can go back to sleep. <laughs> don't worry. Go back to sleep. You got two and a half hours. And they'd be looking at me like, what? Huh? Yeah, you got tons of time. Oh, go back to sleep. Go back, go back to, to sleep. sleep. What a great then, leader. Yeah, Thank you for finishing off the show with this because <laughs> Petey's. This is the type of content you get. At PHNX. What do you got coming up, Craig? What do you got coming up at PHNX, Craig? I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> a great, great way to sell the station, Craig. It's a great article. I'll tune in. Weekend, buddy. We're going to take a long weekend because camp is right around the corner. We've got a lot of stories that we're going to be putting out with uh, PHNX very soon. I'm really looking forward to training camp. I always love this time of year. There are a lot of exciting storylines. There's always, I mean, we, we know what the Coyotes are going to be. We know what what's happening here, but there's still a lot of intrigue around the team. So I'm looking forward to getting camp going and and being back around the team because it, it's well, been a long summer. Well, get if you want Craig's content or any of the sports that PHNX follows and they follow everything in the state of Arizona, please go to gophnx.com today and become a member. It is a family. It's a sports family for the state. You get content like this online. You get written content from Craig, and you see all the sports that Arizona covers, including ASU and, and Josh Stone. You either get a free T-shirt from PHNX Locker when you sign up um, or get your first month for 50 cents just for signing up. Go to gophnx.com. Check out all the merchandise. Check out all the great written content and, and podcasts. Just jump on to gophnx.com. Shane Doan. As always, thank you for coming on. Hope to have you again as the ASU season and the Coyote season um, comes closer because we're ready to drop the puck and get going. Yes, you guys. I hey, I'll come on anytime you guys want me to. My, I'm going to free up my days just so that I can do it. 
<laughs> yeah, and just we'll we'll tell you the show is at ten to the hour, so that you're there on time. Just hey, just hey, I was oh, on the ice. I was literally on the ice. I had no choice. There it is. I Somebody thought it was, we were going to do it at one. Somebody <laughs> said on the plus side. Shane Doan's cell phone is working perfectly today for this show. <laughs> I fixed I fix the Wi-Fi in my house. It's on Wi-Fi. So. Oh, the, follow nice. Craig S. Morgan and S. Peters Hockey on Twitter and follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. And Shane, what's your Twitter handle? Yeah. Uh, it's like A-G-B-K-C something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, follow a lot I of good it's... tweets and content on Shane Doan's Twitter yeah. account. I think, there's, I think there's one tweet. I think I tweeted one time. Oh, I, I, now, I, we should put our, can, our viewers, our listeners on the uh, case here to try and find the one tweet ever from Shane Doan. Yeah. And it was yeah. to congratulate somebody for something. I can't remember what it was. But There you go. Uh, that's enough. If we get it, that's, that's, that's a Discord. That'll help. That's enough. <laughs> well, thanks, Shane, for coming on. Thanks, everybody, for listening on this special Thursday edition of the PHNX Coyotes podcast. We'll see everybody tomorrow with a live show with Craig. Travis Boyd. Travis Boyd, another great show no tomorrow. Way. Yes. Yep. Oh, I like Travis Boyd. Boyd tomorrow. Get a great guest here, Shane. I'm telling you. Yeah, Maybe you do. Travis Boyd. We had Josh Doan, Shane Doan. Tune in to the yeah. PHNX Guys podcast. Go. We'll see everybody real soon. See everybody tomorrow live. Craig, Leah hopefully gets back from her concert trip to New York City really soon because I can't handle this much more. I'm struggling through it. Thanks, everybody, for listening.